Welcome back to Encouraging Words to Give You Hope. I'm your host, Hope, the author and founder of Meditate Hope, with a mission of encouraging people to meditate on the hope of Jesus, because when you do, it changes everything. Have you ever had a conversation with a friend you haven't talked to for a long time, and you are trying to get caught up on each other's lives, but then the conversation just goes dry? Maybe you felt the same way in your prayer life and time talking to Jesus. You felt like your prayers got nowhere, you didn't know where to start, and how to get back up again. To the Christian currently struggling in their prayer life, this week's devotional and podcast episode is for you. We will be talking about how we can get back into communion with the Lord, some practical prayer tips, and how we can continue to stay steadfast in our prayer life. So have you ever come to a point in your prayer life where the conversations with God just went dry? It's like you wandered away from God and day by day you drifted further and further away from him without realizing it. And then you came to a point where you remembered to pray and you struggled. It seems so foreign to you. You didn't know where to start and you thought to yourself, where do I even begin? Why does prayer even matter? I know I have been there just as most of us have. I've had my moments where I've made up my excuses and avoided God. I thought to myself, oh, I don't feel like praying, or I'm too busy, or that's just too hard and too much for me right now. Maybe this is you in the current season, and your mind is filled with these thoughts and questions too. You know that you want to get back in communication with your Heavenly Father, but you just don't know where to start. This week, I will be sharing with you three main things on how we can get back into our prayer lives with a fresh perspective, ready for a move of God and equipped to keep going in our journey with Christ as steadfast disciples. The first thing we need to do when we struggle in our prayer life is just like the other weeks of this series when we talked about to the Christian in a tough season and to the Christian in a spiritual rut, we have to come back to the heart behind it. Because when we don't remember the reason behind serving the Lord or the reason behind reading God's word, we will look at it more like a task to check off rather than a joy and a blessing. So what's the big deal about prayer anyway? Well, prayer is our communication with our Heavenly Father. It's how we build a relationship with Him. Just like we talk to a friend to build a deeper relationship with them, the same is in our relationship with Christ. You might communicate with a friend through text or call, and with God, our communication with Him is through prayer. Prayer is also how we get through everyday life. It's our consistent communication with our source. Do you believe that Jesus is the only true source? If so, imagine life without talking to Jesus, the source of it all. How would that affect your everyday life and the decisions you make and the actions you take? He is the one who provides the food on the table, the clothes on our backs, the roof over our heads, the salvation and saving grace, and every single little blessing around us. Jesus illustrates this consistent communication through prayer perfectly when he tells us about the vine and the branches in John chapter 15. It says in John 15 verses 1 through 8, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus tells us here that he is the true vine, we are the branches, and God the Father is the gardener cutting off every branch that bears no fruit while pruning every branch that does bear fruit so that it can be even more fruitful. Think about branches that bear fruit. They remain in the vine because without the vine, the branches cannot bear any fruit. Are you remaining in the true vine? In our everyday lives, we have to remain in the vine, which is Jesus Christ. We have to stay rooted in his word, meditating on it, letting it penetrate our hearts, and remain in communion with him. It is only through God that we bear much fruit, because without him, we can do nothing. When we do not remain in the vine, we are like branches thrown away into the fire and burn. But when we do remain in the vine, there is nothing that can stand against us because we have the power of God on our side, the one who can do all things, and we will bear much fruit for the glory of God. Prayer is a time where we can bring our needs before the Lord, from laying down our heavy burdens to praising Him for the blessings to telling Him our heart's desires. We can bring before Him our worries and needs and really anything and everything we can bring before the Lord. It says in Philippians 4 verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We can also pray for the body of Christ, as it says in Ephesians 6 verse 18, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. We can also bring our praises before the Lord. Psalm 150 is a psalm of praise to the Lord, and it says in verse 6, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And through prayer and communication with God, we can trust and have confidence that He does hear our prayers. It says in 1 John 5, verse 14 through 15, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Prayer is all about talking to our Heavenly Father and pouring out our hearts before Him, and what a blessing it is. May we never forget what a gift it is to come before the throne of God freely and bring our needs before Almighty God. Now that we have come back to the reason behind why we pray, let's get practical. We will be discussing four quick prayer tips that personally have helped me whenever I'm struggling in my prayer life. But before that, I want to share with you the PRAY acronym, which is a great starting point if you are stuck on where to start in prayer. It stands for P, praise, thanking God, R, repent, asking forgiveness for your sins, A, ask, presenting your request before God, and Y, yield, surrendering it all to the Lord. In today's show notes, there is a link to a bonus blog post with a free digital and printable download using the PRAY acronym with a page for each one. I pray that this encourages you in your prayer life. But back to the four practical prayer tips. Number one, have a sincere and pure heart. When we pray, all God wants is a sincere and pure heart. It doesn't have to sound perfect. You can be real and honest with God. 
He cares for you so much and wants to know every detail of your life. And though he already knows you fully well, he wants to hear from you. As the Lord told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12 through 13, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It also says in Hebrews 10, verse 22, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Number two, write down your prayers. If praying aloud is challenging for you right now or you easily get distracted, which I know I have experienced, try writing down your prayers. It is an excellent way to both remember what you are asking God for and to document what God is doing to look back on later in life. I have prayer journals and Bible study journals from over five years ago, and once in a while, I look back at them. It's so amazing to look back at God's goodness and faithfulness over the past years and see how He has worked. Number three, pray the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus was here on earth, He taught His disciples how to pray, which sets up the perfect example of how we should pray as well. Jesus tells us that we should not be like hypocrites who pray out in the open so people can see the quote-unquote good deed they are doing. Instead, Jesus tells us to pray in secret in our rooms, closing the door and praying to God the Father, who is there but unseen. God sees us praying, even if no one else does. It says in Matthew 6, verse 6 through 8, Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Then in verse 9, Jesus gives us what will be known as the Lord's Prayer. This is a great place to start if you are new to prayer or don't know where to start, as these are the exact words Jesus says to his disciples on how to pray. He says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And number four, turn on some worship music and set the atmosphere. When you go to a worship night at church or some other worship event gathering with other people, it can seem easier to pray to the Lord and encounter Him. But then, when you are all alone in your room, it can seem impossible to encounter God. I've experienced this many times. I get distracted, lose focus, and will start thinking of stuff that's on my to-do list. But the truth is, despite the noise around us, we can encounter God in our everyday if we make the effort to seek Him wholeheartedly. This might look like setting up a prayer closet, turning on some instrumental worship music, my playlist is linked in today's show notes, or dimming the lights. Whatever it may be, do what works for you in setting up the atmosphere of worship and prayer to help you encounter God in your everyday through prayer. I encourage you to reflect on these four practical prayer tips and pick one that you want to put into practice. Get rid of the excuses and choose to run back to the Father and draw near to Him today. Finally, when we struggle in our prayer life, it's essential to set up some accountability and remember to stay steadfast. There is power in praying together as the body of Christ and having a fellow brother or sister in Christ alongside us so that we can bear one another's burdens. It says in Galatians 6 verse 2, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. 
We see the power of praying together, doing life together, and carrying one another's burdens throughout the Word of God. When Jesus was here on earth, he could have decided to do life alone and not choose his disciples. But even as the Son of God, Jesus had close friends and his disciples who he did life with. He shared conversations with them, ate with them, walked with them. He saw their needs and felt the emotions they felt, whether it was mourning or rejoicing. Then in the early church, we see again the power of praying together. When Peter was thrown into prison for the sake of the gospel in Acts chapter 12, the Bible tells us that the church was praying earnestly for him. It says in Acts 12 verse 5, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Later we see that Peter was freed from prison by the angel of the Lord, and the church's prayers were answered. Then back in the Old Testament, we see Esther praying and fasting for the sake of her people, the Jews, who were to be killed and wiped out of the land. All of the Jews prayed together in unity and in one spirit, and through their prayers and petitions before the Lord, they were saved and delivered from the hand of wicked Haman. There are countless times throughout the Bible where we see prayer, more specifically praying together, move the hand of God. Do you have a prayer partner in your life? Someone who can bear your burdens and you can bear theirs? If so, I pray that both of you would see the power of praying together and that you would both continue to be that loving brother or sister in Christ that cares for the other person's needs and has a listening ear to what's on the other person's heart. But maybe you don't have someone in your life that you would call your quote-unquote prayer partner at the current moment. I encourage you to start praying for godly friends that will be there alongside you, friends you can do life with and bear one another's burdens. It says in Matthew 18 verse 20, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. It also says in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 through 12, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So what does bearing one another's burdens look like in our everyday lives? Well, one of them is through praying for one another, as we have talked about these past few minutes. You can do this by setting a time to pray together every week or a time you will stop and pray on your own separately, still in one spirit. Exchange prayer requests and pray for one another. Have a listening ear to what the other person has to say and be there for them as you would want your people to be there for you in hard times. And most of all, keep each other accountable in your prayer lives and in your spiritual walk with Christ. You may not be on the same journey with Jesus as they are, and that's okay. We all have a unique journey with Jesus. Accountability is not something to be ashamed of. It doesn't mean that you are quote-unquote weak if you have accountability. It simply means that you are doing life together with a fellow believer, ready to listen to what's on their heart, hear their praise reports, be there in their rejoicing or mourning, encourage one another, and love one another as Christ loves you. What a blessing it is not only to come before the Lord in prayer, but also to have fellow believers alongside us to pray together to move the hand of God. So to the Christians struggling in their prayer life, I pray that this week's devotional encourage your heart to get rid of the excuses you made up in your mind and choose to remember the reason behind why we pray. 
May we as believers remain in constant communication with the true vine, our only true source of everything. May we devote ourselves to prayer as it says in Colossians 4 verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. May we never lack zeal, be devoted to loving one another, and be faithful in prayer as it says in Romans 12 verse 10 through 12. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And finally, may we be steadfast disciples of Christ, choosing to come before the Lord as we are, be specific in our prayers, and stay persistent in bringing our needs before the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast episode. I hope I encouraged you and brought you closer to God. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. For daily Christian encouragement throughout your week and Bible journaling inspiration, you can follow at Meditate Hope on Instagram. That's M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E-H-O-P-E. For weekly devotionals and Christian resources, you can go to meditatehope.webly.com. That's M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E-H-O-P-E dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Remember that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.